Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello, how are you? Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. And um, today we are talking about something very fun. It's called, That's Life and Other Bullshit. So so before we get started, I'm excited to talk about this because I think I have a lot of um, fun things to to poke at and to challenge and to question for you guys. So if you've never listened to Messy Adventures in Living before, uh, I am Petrina Fava. I'll tell you a little bit about me. I am a mom of three very cool kids. They are 12, 9, and almost 6. And um, I'm also a registered nurse. I live in Toronto, and I um, am a pediatric nurse here. I have been for about 19 years now. I have lots of fun doing that. Um, I'm an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. I really enjoy um, using the tools of this modality called access consciousness to create change in my own life. And I'm excited about the tools and I like to talk to them about people, uh, talk to them to people. And I um, use these tools um, during the show a, at times. If you have questions about this modality, it is a, a set of tools and processes that uh, really get you to a place where you can choose your life um, and be in the question about things rather than going to conclusions. So you can check it out at accessconsciousness.com and um, we'll be using some of the tools on the show. I also am an author of three great books. One of them is called Creations, Conscious Conception, Fertility, Pregnancy, and Birth. The other one is called Possibilities in Parenting. And the third one is called uh, releasing judgment. You can find these on Amazon.com. I also make my own line of 100% natural skin care products and other fun things. They, um, you can find them at NaturallyHappyBody.com. So as you can see, I like to get messy in my life and do a whole bunch of cool things. Uh, I get bored pretty easily. And um, before I learned about the tools of access, to be honest with you, I actually really judged myself about this a lot. And I was told that um, over and over again that I had my hands in too many pots and that I was, um, you know... Uh, what's that thing called? Jack of all trades and master of none. And and um, the tools of access really got me to look at, you know, what if I can create a whole bunch of different things in my life and what if actually that's a capacity that I have. So I've been able to really embrace that and have fun with it. So that's me a little bit kind of, but there's more. Anyways, let's get on with our topic today. So that's life and other bullshit. So, that's life. What does this mean? What's life? What? Hard? Is it sucky? Disappointing? And really, says who? These are such words of resignation. How many lies about how crappy life is have you bought? And what other lies are you living by? Now, are you sure you really want to make these your tagline? That is not life. Life is whatever you create it as. 
So what are you creating today? And if what you are creating is not what you desire, then how can you change it? So let's, I'll give you a little bit of information about how this topic kind of came to be. Last week, I was taking my daughter to school. She's nine and she was crying. She didn't want to go to school. She'd been talking to me at length about how she doesn't like her classroom and she's not really crazy about her teacher. And as I questioned her a little bit about it, I got some information about um, how there's uh, some of the kids are misbehaving. They get in trouble a lot. Her teacher does lots of yelling and she's very overwhelmed by all of this and it makes her really sad. And so to the point where she doesn't want to go to school. So um, I had been kind of asking her some questions that in an attempt to empower her, to change it, to not be at the effect of it, to not let it affect her, her, her shine, her, her shiny, the shiny joyful being that she really is, um, to no avail <laughs> to the point where she was crying and holding onto my leg and didn't want to go to school. So here we are in the office. She's crying. The principal comes out and asks what's wrong and says, please come into my office and let's talk about this. So we sat down and she described what was going on and he said a few things first and then he said, well, you know what, Alyssa, that's life. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do, meaning like you have to come to school because she just wanted to go home. Sometimes we have to do that. That's life. Sometimes we have to do things that we just don't want to do. And then he continued and he made it even better. And he said, and guess what? It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> oh my God, I almost wanted to puke right there. Really? That's life. Life is hard. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. And guess what? It doesn't get any easier. Ew. I'm sorry. No. Uh-uh. Not for me. And you know what? There was a time that... <laughs> There was a time when I think I bought that too. And I mean, how often have we heard that, right? Hey, like that's life. Life sucks. And sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do, but you got to suck it up and you got to just do it. You got to push through. And um, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, it's all great. And, you know, God, guess what? When you get old and you become an adult, my God, it gets worse. You have more responsibilities and more crap and life just gets worse. This is a really common thing for people to say. And it's a really common point of view. And you know what? It's a crock of shit because it's not true. It's not. It's just not true. Um, it's not true because we all have choice. And life is what we create it to be. And you might be thinking, well, that's easy for you to say, Petrina. Like you, maybe you've had a really easy life and you haven't had hardship. And you know what? I've had a really great life. I have. I haven't had a lot of hardship in my life. But somebody who looks at my life maybe may think something different. But my point of view is that my life has been great. Um, hey, my parents divorced when I was a young kid, and I was witness to a lot of verbal abuse and um, and even you know at a couple of times some physical abuse. So you know somebody might look at that and be like, well, that is a hardship. But actually, my point of view is that I've had actually a very easy life and a great life. Um, and at the end of the day, I don't think that that matters because I know people who have had a, suffered a lot of hardship in air quotes <laughs> um, and 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 have and and feel amazing and have an awesome life and that their point of view is that life is great so um, your circumstances don't create your life you create your life okay so 
what is wrong with saying that's life? Life is hard. What's what's wrong with that if that's true? Hey, that's life. Sometimes things show up that we can't change, that we have to accept. So what is it about this saying that's life that has some underlying truth to it? Well, for me, what I think is that what's true about this is that you may not be able to control your circumstances. This reality goes on around us. Um, And actually, I would even challenge that point of view because I don't think it's true that we don't control our circumstances. But let's just say for argument's sake that we can't control our circumstances. Even though you can't control your circumstances, what can you control? You can control your reaction. You can control you. You can control how you feel about things. You can choose how to respond in a situation rather than react, right? So that's life is really a saying, something that we have resigned ourselves to, that we kind of live in a no-choice universe, that we don't have choice, and that we are at the effect of the world around us, Um, and that sometimes, yeah, we have to suck it up and do things that we don't like. Um, So if, if this is not true, then what is true? And how can we shift this point of view? So if we have to do things that we don't like, you know what? Sometimes I have to do, I don't, I never have to do something I don't like, actually. I just can't even get on board with that. (laughs) I'm trying, but I can't. Um, I mean, sometimes, so there are days, (laughs) there are days that I have not wanted to go to work. Let's say, for example, I have not wanted to go to work. Um, in the last few years, I've been kind of not happy going to my job. Um, and some people might say, well, I don't have a choice, right? Like I've been at this place for 19 years. I've been a nurse for 19 years. I'm 42 years old now. Like who's going to hire a 42-year-old person? Like blah, 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 blah. I don't have a choice. This is life, right? Like, hey, you wake up, you go to work, you come home. That's life. What else is there? And you know what? It's not true. I recognized that I was not happy, and so I started to ask some questions and be like, okay, so what else is possible here? Where else can I go? What else can I create for myself? What other job opportunity is out there that would be exciting for me? You know, how much fun could I have looking for something else? And although I had to wake up that morning and go to work, although I did not have to, but I chose to because I needed a paycheck, and that was my immediate source of money, so I chose to get up and go to work, even though I was still being in the question about something else. So it's not true that you have to do something that you don't like. It's absolutely not true. Perhaps you have to do it in this 10 seconds, but, and, if you are in the question about some other possibility, you can then begin to create that other possibility while still going to the job that maybe you don't like today. And if you don't like going to your job today, you can ask some questions like, well, how can I have fun at work today? What else is possible? How much fun can I create? What energy can I be? What space can I be to create ease, to create fun while I'm here? What else is possible that I can't even imagine? So, Yeah, you might choose to get up and go to work, but you can ask some questions around 
changing the situation, changing what's going on, and then creating something else. If there's something that's not working for you in your life, you can start to ask questions around choosing something else, something different, and you can create it. You can. I could have chose not to go to work. I could have called my boss and been like, I quit. And that may have worked. I may have, that may have put me in a place where I had to find something else. But I wasn't interested in that. I was not interested in that. And so I didn't choose it. But I was choosing something greater. And I was asking questions about choosing something else, having something else show up in my life. So the fact that sometimes you have to do things that you don't like, sometimes we have to do things we don't like, is I would ask you to really question that point of view because there's always a way around. There's always a way around. And what what have you bought that what have you bought as true or what what lie have you bought about how that is not a good idea or how that's giving up or how that's being a wimp in life. If you're not willing to do something that's hard, you're a wimp. Is that true? That seems to be a point of view that we have in this reality. If you don't suck it up and you don't push through, then you're just a wimp and God, you just want everything easy and what the hell? That's not what life is about. Life is about hard work and getting through things. Well, I think that's a very interesting point of view and I would challenge you to question that and to see it as an interesting point of view because actually you can create your life however you like. So on that note, let's take a quick break. You are listening to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, your host, Katrina Fava, and today we're talking about that's life and other bullshit. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava, every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com 
You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living, and I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Today, our show is called That's Life and Other Bullshit. So how much bullshit have you bought? How many lines have you bought? How many of these sayings, casual sayings that people say, have you locked into your life and bought them as true? And if you looked at them and questioned them, what could that create for you? So that's life is something that uh, someone told my daughter last week. And so I created a radio show out of it. That's life. C'est la vie. Cuesta la vita. The expression is in multiple languages. There's even a song, right, about it called C'est la vie. C'est la vie. That's just the way it goes. Oh, that's the first singing on my radio show. So, yeah. C'est la vie. Resignation. Hey, man, that's life. Move on. I mean, there's something about this expression that's like, hey, guys, like, don't take this seriously. That's just life, you know, next. Right. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that all of this is, yeah, too fucking bad. Somebody in the chat room is just saying, yeah, a.k.a. too fucking bad. That's life. I mean, you know, some of it is is about like, hey, like, that's life. What's next? Move on. Like, don't make it significant. That happened. Okay, next, next, next. But there's something else behind this that's kind of like, that's just life. And you have to resign yourself. You have to accept it's just too bad. It's just too fucking bad. Rhonda says in the chat room, that's life. You got to accept it. And you might be saying, well, yeah, Petrina, but that's true. You have to accept life. But you know what? Actually, you do not. There may, you may think that there are some things you can't change. And I would challenge you to question that. Because it's not true. Everything is changeable. And if there is something that you think you can't change, and that's okay, then remember that you can change you, and you can change your response, and you can create your life, no matter what's happening around you. Being a pediatric nurse, I see this all the time. Right. So I have been working um, with children who so I was I actually just changed to a different uh, part of our hospital. But I have been working for the last almost 19 years um, on the multi organ transplant unit at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto. And so I have been caring for families with very critically ill children waiting for organs and other illnesses as well. And I have been so blessed and so honored to meet families who despite their incredibly stressful circumstances or, you know, they're dealing with things that most people would look at and be like, oh, my God, how that is just horrible, like children with with chronic illnesses and repeated admissions to hospital. Some of them live in the hospital for months and years. And I've met people who even through this 
have amazingly happy, joyful lives. They have great attitudes. They see all of the beauty in all of it. I remember talking to someone um one time and I said, wow, like, I have to tell you, I really admire your your great attitude. This is like probably in the first year or two that I was a, a new nurse. And she just said to me, you know what, I look around and I see that I've made new friends. Um, I, I've learned things that I never knew before. Uh, I have learned that there are so many amazing people in this world that want to help each other. And she and her daughter was dying of liver failure very quickly. She was about to lose her daughter, and her daughter was previously healthy. Like She was in a very stressful situation, and she was able to look at what was right about it. And so, you know, I also know someone who, who lost her husband and her son in a drowning accident. And and she is a, a very happy, joyful person. Um, so your circumstances don't create your life. They don't. So um, one of the tools of access is... Um, is is exactly that actually your your circumstances don't create your life um and it goes your point of view creates your reality your reality does not create your point of view your point of view creates your reality how you look at things creates your life how you how you look at things creates what's around you and I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, wow, really? Because if you have a certain set of circumstances, then that's your reality, right? Like if you grow up on the street and you grow up poor and you don't get to go to school and you have crappy clothes and that's your reality, right? Like as a kid, you can't control that. That's just your reality. You look around and you're in, you know, the worst neighborhood in the city and you're living in a house that's falling apart and you're wearing, you know, clothes with holes in them and stains on them. Well, that's your reality. But it's actually not. Your point of view creates your reality. So when we when we buy into lies like that's life, nothing is changeable, hey, it's c'est la vie, what is that creating in our lives? And we have so many of these like cliches in, 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 in our world and what the hell are they creating in our life? So how much of, of that's life creates no choice in your universe? Hey, that's life. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You just got to deal with what's at hand. Um, and and also, like, it's, it is creating your reality and how much are we using that's life as an excuse to not create? How much are we actually using saying things like, that's life, as an excuse to not change something? Hey, I can't help it. That's life. That's just life. My car broke down. That's life. Now I can't come to your house. Hey, man, what are you going to do? Say la vie. No, that's bullshit. And it's an excuse because you can take the bus or you can get a taxi. That's not la vie. Right? Yeah. Um, thank you, Rhonda. I don't have what it takes to change it. Rhonda is someone in the chat room, by the way. If you're wondering who I'm talking to, you can go to a2zen.fm and join us in the chat room. It's an online chat room. You can type your question, type your comments. It's really fun. So I don't have what it takes to change it. Yeah. I don't have what it takes to change it. That's life. What can I do? Uh-uh. Crap. Okay, so acceptance. Acceptance is different from allowance. What is what is allowance and what is acceptance? Acceptance to me has this energy of resignation. I can't change it. I don't have what it takes to change it. Oh, well, what can I do? That's life. Allowance is different. So I'm not saying resist everything that's in your life and fight against it because that's actually n not 
I don't, that's not, that's not how I would like to create my life. Resistance is definitely not creating your life. You can look at something that's happening that's shitty in your world and have allowance. So allowance means looking at something with no point of view, no judgment, not making it right and not making it wrong. Just looking at it for what it is. Allowance. It's not significant. You have no judgment about it. You're just looking at it with no point of view. That's allowance. You know, I was trying to get my daughter to look at her classroom with allowance. Hey, yeah, there's a lot of kids who are yelling. Your teacher is yelling. She's punishing the children for something. She's asking you guys to sit for long periods of time. You need to have allowance for this. You need to look at it with no point of view and have no judgment about it. And then ask yourself, how can I change it? Or how can I, ch- how can I change this for me? Not trying to control the outcome, the situation, but how can I make this more fun for me? How can I change what's happening for me? Allowance versus acceptance. Okay, enough. Let's talk about some other ones. So what are some other bullshit lies that you have bought into, these sayings that float around our world? There are so many of them. A, a one, Something that's similar to that's life is, this one's hilarious, my husband says this all the time, life's a bitch and then you die. Okay, ew, what? Life's a bitch and then you die? That's life? My husband's um, dad died of cancer at a young age. He was 54, I think. Um And I think that when he says life's a bitch and then you die, that's where that comes from for him. Um, His dad worked really hard. He um, he worked hard to like, you know, go to work and earn money for his family. He he worked and worked and worked and worked. And then all of a sudden he got cancer and he died like within two months. Life's a bitch and then you die. Wow, is that really, if your point of view creates your reality, are you sure you want to go by life's a bitch and then you die? Are you sure you want that? I don't. I don't know about you, but <laughs> life's a bitch and then you die. Your point of view creates your reality. What are you creating when you say shit like that? And not only when you say it, but when you buy it. Like, have you actually really bought it? Yeah, life's a bitch and then you die. How much of bitch is showing up in your world? Life's a bitch and then you die. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> okay, what else? So much no choice with these things. It's like, hey, life's a bitch and then you die. All right, so there's a couple other ones that I want to look at. One of them is you made your bed, now lie in it. You, Hey, you made your bed, now lie in it. You chose that. Now you got to suffer the consequences. Really? What if that's not true? Look around. There are people that don't live by these things. It really is not. These things are not true for everyone. They're true for you because you bought them. There are people who do not live by this. You made your you made your bed now lying in it. How much again, no choice and how much about choice like sticking to choices? You made a choice, now you have to suck it up and you have to live forever with that choice. We teach this to children. We teach this to kids. I've heard people say this to my kids. Be careful what you choose because then you got to live with it. It's not true. And sometimes our our choices impact affect other people, impact other people. There we have. You might be thinking like, I have a family. My choice affects my family. I struggled with this for a long time, and that may be true. 
but you need to ask questions. If you've made a choice and you're not happy with the choice you've made, what else is possible? How can you change it? What other choice can you make that will create something greater for everyone involved? You've got to ask questions. If you live by these euphemisms or sayings or whatever they're called, they're not questions. They are total conclusions. They're conclusions that you're buying and that you're creating your life as. Do you really want to create your life based on euphemisms and sayings? I don't know if euphemism is the right word, but that's okay. <laughs> your point, please remember your point of view creates your reality. Your point of view creates your reality. If your point of view is, you, I made my bed, now I have to lie in it, that's the reality you're creating. You're for yourself. You will lie in that bed until the day you die because you have decided that you made a choice and there's nothing you can do about that choice. It's not true. And one of the tools of access consciousness is actually um, choice lasts 10 seconds. Do you think that's crazy? Maybe. But if choice la you can choose again every 10 seconds. You can. The choice may be uncomfortable. It may uh, upset a lot of other people. But you can choose again every 10 seconds and choice creates awareness if choice creates awareness then you can choose again and again and again and receive the awareness of whether or not it works for you it's really the basis of this show messy adventures in living how much of a messy adventure can you have if you make one choice and then you have to lie in it for the rest of your life is that a messy adventure in living one choice and then you're lying in that bed of choice for the rest of your life, that is not a messy adventure in living. Messy adventures in living is really about choosing every 10 seconds. Choose and then see what that creates. And then if you realize that that's creating something you're not interested, choose again, choose again, choose something else, choose something else. And where have you concluded that choosing something else is going to hurt someone or is going to damage? You can't back out of a choice. It's not backing out. It's choosing again, choosing something different. So we are going to take a break. You are listening to Messy Adventures in Living with me, Petrina Fava, and we're talking about that's life and other bullshit. Don't go anywhere. There's more. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? Do you know a child who is frustrated and disruptive in class? Who struggles to connect? Who's bright but still not making the grade? Have you ever wished that there were a kinder, gentler way to support children with difficulties in school or at home? Many children find Access Bars is benefiting them greatly. 
A study is being conducted to document findings in an effort to assist kids everywhere with these life-changing benefits. Will you donate and help to assist kids thrive? Visit www.accessyourbrilliance.com to support our study. What else is possible for kids now more than ever? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Yes, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Today we're talking about that's life and other bullshit. Other bullshit that you have bought as true and are living your life, creating your life with. What? bullshit are you creating your life with? And would you like to change that? So we were talking about that's life and how much that is such a resignation and no choice universe. And uh, then we started talking about you made your bed now lie in it, which implies you make a choice and then you have to live the rest of your life in that choice. No, you do not. Choice lasts 10 seconds. And I was just trying to touch on... um Backing the difference between choosing something different and choosing again and choice creates awareness and the difference with that and backing out of a choice. Choosing again is not backing out of a choice. I think about pregnancy a lot, like teen pregnancy. Um, I watched Dr. Phil one day and I heard him say to a teenager, you made a choice. Like to, and he meant to have sex and then you got pregnant. So you made a choice. Now you better make that choice right. This was like a really long time ago. I think I was like 17 and it really has stayed in my awareness because I remember when I heard that, I really felt so like I wanted to puke and I didn't know what that was, but it was just like this heaviness. Um, in Access, we talk about whatever's heavy is a lie. What's what's true will make you feel light and what's heavy is a little lie and it was just so heavy when I heard that. Um, you made a choice and now you better make that choice right. Yuck. How about... You made a choice. And if that choice is not working for you, you can choose something else. And that does not mean that you have to give up your child. See, we do this thing where we go to conclusion about everything. If you make a choice to have a kid and you get pregnant and you don't like it, to make a different choice means backing out of being a mother. It's not true. That is one choice. Yes, it actually is a choice. You can do that. You can put your child up for adoption and you can choose to not be a mom. And wow, holy judgment, right? How much judgment is around all that shit? But it is one choice available to you. There are many other choices. There are many other choices. And you may not even be able to cognitize. I don't know if that's a word. Um, you may not be able to cognitize, but I'm going to make it one, what those choices are. But if you're not in the question about it, they can't show up and you can't have the awareness of what they might be. We go to conclusion. 
we need to ask questions about what else is possible. Okay, I made a choice. I had sex at a young age and I got pregnant and that doesn't work for me because, you know, I'm 18 and I want to stay in school. So what else is possible? What can I add to my life that could change this? We don't think about that. We think about what should we all take away high school? What could she add to her life? What could you add to your life? Be in the question. How could this turn out greater than I can imagine? What else is possible that I can't even imagine with my brain? If you can just ask that question, then you can start to see the possibilities that you didn't know existed. But if you don't ask questions, those possibilities don't show up. Because all you're doing is concluding. Well, I got pregnant. I'm 18. So I have two choices. Either I give up my baby or I um, drop out of high school and I'd be a mom. Those are two choices, but they really are not the only choices. There are infinite possibilities of choice. So you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. Crock of shit. What else is possible? What can I choose now? You can choose something different every 10 seconds. Okay. There are a couple other ones I really want to get to because they're awesome. Um, good things come to those who wait. And uh, No. Good things come to those who choose them. How much are you waiting? You're just waiting. Okay, universe, shower me with good things. Okay, God, I will wait. Go, come on. Huh? Hello? What's happening, God? Uh, I'm waiting. No. Good things come to those who choose them. You've got to choose. Yes, I think the truth, for me at least, to some of this, is that I'm extremely impatient. <laughs> and I don't like to wait. Um so, and how much am I resisting waiting and what's that creating in my life? That's a whole other show. So, you know, good things come to those who wait is not true. Because what are you waiting for and who are you waiting to give this thing to you? You got to choose it. You got to go out there. You got to get it. You got to choose it. Good things come to those who choose. Sorry, not to those who wait. Okay, what else? Mm, oh, this one's really good. Uh, all a good thing is sweeter when one with pain. Have you heard this one? A good thing is sweeter when one with pain. I'm not sure if I'm saying it exactly right. Something about that. So something is sweeter when you've suffered for it. Really? Because it's really fun when something shows up with total ease. I will tell you. So when I f published my first book, Creations, um, it happened with total ease. It literally fell in my lap. So for years, when I, since I was a kid, I have desired to write and I have wanted to publish and wanted to be a writer because I really enjoyed it and I knew I was good at it. And I, I one day I posted a telecall and I started to ask myself, like, what could I create a telecall about that, that I could speak to really easily? And um, it, uh, about six years ago, I had a miscarriage and it was my introduction to these tools of access and using those tools really shifted my life a lot. And... Um, and I thought, oh, I could really talk about this really easily. And so I created a telecall. And then someone, the editor, Sadie Lake, who actually also has a radio show on A to Zen, by the way, um, happened to see that and and messaged me and said, hey, like, I'm looking for contributors. I'm creating this um, this book. And I'm looking for authors to contribute chapters. Um, and it's about creation. It's about pregnancy, fertility, and birth. Um, would you like to contribute a chapter? I was like, um, yeah. And... I wrote it and I submitted it and it got published and there there it was. Like total ease, 100% ease. And then I went to um, 
uh, I went to an event where I was promoting my book and there were other authors and they were like, well, I suffered and this took me many years and oh my God, it was just so painful to go through the publishing process. And But it was so worth it. Years and years of all this work, but it was worth it now, my baby. And I was like, um, and they asked me and how long and how did you publish? And I was like, actually, I, I just wrote this chapter and um, I submitted it and I don't really know how it got published because it just did. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, that's just not valuable like that's not valuable because it's easy I and mean, we we suffered for our book i was like i didn't i just wrote wrote something and submitted it and two other people did all the work so so like really and and you know what is it is it necessarily less sweet no i'm sorry i don't like to stress i don't like to stress and it all of a sudden it's not fun like if if writing that book would have been painful and stressful and contract I don't like stress. It wouldn't have been sweeter. No, I don't I don't think so. I, I'm happy. Everything is, is great when it's easy. I like it when things show up with total ease in my life. It's great. So yeah, all, all good things. Things are sweeter when they're one with pain. If that's your point of view, what does that create in your life? Remember the tool. Your point of view creates your reality. If your point of view is that things are sweeter when they're one with pain, how much pain are you going to have in an effort to have sweetness in your life? Your point of view creates your reality. What point of view would you like to have? Okay. This one's really funny, too. This one is actually very confusing. I don't really understand this one. Hope for the best, and but prepare for the worst, right? Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. How can you do those two things energetically? How can you do those two things at the same time? Like, maybe you can do those things on a cognitive level. Like, I can hope for the best in my mind. I can, like, hope that there's no tornado and then also prepare my basement, you know, for stock it up with water and canned goods in an attempt to prepare for the tornado just in case it happens. And I'm not suggesting that that's a bad idea because, actually, that's smart. Um, It would be great if there was no tornado, um, but I don't want to be totally stupid and unaware and be like, well, there's going to be no tornado. This is not about positive thinking. Please, I want people to get this. Like, I'm really not promoting positive thinking. This is not about positive thinking because there are things that are not fun. Tornadoes are not fun. I mean, I actually don't know. I really can't say because I've had an easy life and I've never actually been in a tornado. Sorry. So, but as far as I can tell, tornadoes are not fun. So it would be really stupid and unaware to not prepare for a tornado while also hoping that there isn't one. But there's something else underneath this. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Can you perceive it? Like, can you perceive the energy of this statement? Like, how can you do those two things? And what's hope? What's hope? Let's go there. What is hope? Hope is also this resignation. Well, I'll just hope there's no tornado. I'll just hope because I can't control the weather. Like, I'll just hope. Or I'll hope that things get better. I'll hope my husband never cheats on me. But I'll be prepared by having barriers up all around me and by hardening my heart. But I'll hope that he's faithful. I hope he's faithful, but I'll prepare for the worst. I'll make sure that I'm hard and tough and I have barriers all around me just in case. What the hell does that create? Right? What does that create in your life if you're hoping that your partner is faithful, but you're preparing for the worst by putting up barriers all around you? Your point of view creates your reality. 
Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You don't have to hope. You can choose. You can choose. And you can be an allowance of what shows up. I can be an allowance of the tornado. I can be an allowance of the fact that there are tornadoes on planet Earth. I can look at it with no judgment and be like, hey, there are tornadoes on planet Earth. Would I like to die underneath a rubble of of my house? No. So I can choose to prepare my basement. But it's different than um, hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. Um, there's 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 um, there's a different energy on it. It's it's like the willingness to be ready and to be to be aware. Like again, this is not about positive. I'm not encouraging you to be stupid or to be unaware. Be aware and do what's required. But hoping for the best and preparing for the worst energetically is just very contractive. And I think of that example about hoping that your partner is faithful, but preparing for the worst by putting up walls around your heart. What that's not creating joy. That's not fun. That's not expansive. That's not a messy adventure in living. Mm-mm, it's not. So um, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else, what else. Oh, this one. An open door may tempt a saint. Have you heard this one before? An open door may tempt a saint. Be weary of temptation because you may be at the effect of it and you may do something that you didn't mean to do. Oopsie, no choice. No. Um, so, so yeah, no, exactly. Just no. So, uh, again, like, let's go with the whole relationship fidelity thing. Like, an open door may tempt a saint. So, let's say your husband works. Oh, here's a good example from my life. Let's say your husband is one of uh, one n- nurse among many female nurses. <laughs> um, you know, that's an open door that may tempt a saint. You know, if your husband is in a profession where he works with lots of women, that's an open door that may tempt him, even if he's a saint. Poor guy. He has no choice because, look, oh, he's surrounded by women. Poor dude. No choice. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. So an open door may tempt a saint. So what does that do if you if this is your point of view? What reality does that create for you? How much beauty are you going to avoid because you're afraid you may be tempted? Can you, can a man appreciate the beauty and the sexiness and the awesomeness and the sensualness of, of working with women? Can he be in that environment and, and, and appreciate it and enjoy it if he's afraid of being tempted? If he goes by this, if he lives by this point of view, an open door may tempt a saint. If he believes that he has no choice and that he may just accidentally have sex with someone because he's, oops, like it was an open door and tempted, you know, saint. Come on, people. Choice, choice, people, choice. Okay, let's take a break. We are listening to Messy Adventures in Living, and I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more bullshit. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Today, we are having a very silly show called That's Life and Other Bullshit. So what bullshit sayings are you using to create your life? Is your life a collection of bullshit sayings? And would you like something else? Um, so in the chat room, we have a suggestion of a silly saying by Eleanor that goes, the early bird catches the worm. Yes, <laughs> my mother had said this to me probably a million times wake up the early bird catches the worm so you know i guess that's based on you know when it rains and the worms all come out and the bird who wakes up early gets all the good worms right so um if you act early you get the best and that may be true in some circumstances but what does that create in your life if you believe that and then you sleep in, if your point of view creates your reality that the early bird catches a worm and that you've slept in and now there's going to be no worms for you, when you go out there, are there going to be worms? Probably not because your point of view creates your reality. Good thing birds don't have that point of view, hey? Good thing birds haven't heard that because they probably wouldn't get any worms. Okay, so let's. we are uh, at the last like uh, five minutes. How did that happen? So there's a couple other silly ones that I just want to touch on. Um, one of them is when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Your point of view creates your reality. When it rains and pours, suggests that when one bad thing happens, it spirals this domino effect of a 
whole bunch of bad things happening. If that is your point of view, what is that creating? If your point of view creates your reality, what does that create? So one bad thing happens and you're waiting for the next, right? Like, or um, everything happens in threes. Like that was like a, a thing that I grew up around a lot. So then one thing would happen. And then if a second thing would happen, well, there it is. There's that three thing. Where's the next one? Where's the next one? You are literally in the energy of waiting for that next one, that next bad thing to happen. Is that how you would like to live your life? Because these things are a crock of shit. They're just points of view that you have bought. Your point of view creates your reality. So, and death, yeah. And, and you know, the, that thing about happening in threes is really connected to death. Um, what are you creating with that? And now, let's, I'm going to leave you with this one. You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's a really common one, right? How much have we heard that? You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have everything is what that implies. You can't have it all. You know what? You can. You actually can because you can create your life. It may not be the way you cognitize it with your brain, but you know this brain sometimes it needs to be quiet because it only knows what it already knows. It doesn't know endless possibilities. You can have your cake and you can eat it because you can create it as such. If you look at what you would like to have in your life and ask questions about how it can show up or how you what you can choose to have it, then you can have it all. You can have your cake and eat it too. I am having my cake and eating it too because I'm asking questions. What questions can you ask to create your life? If you get the idea of what your life would be like, like to be like, and you look at all the places you've made conclusions about how that's not possible and start to replace those conclusions with questions, you'd be amazed at what might show up in your life. I mean, I didn't really make, put a lot of significance on becoming a writer. I knew it was something I desired. And I played in that energy. And it just it, it really just showed up. It showed up when I started to choose to show up, actually. It showed up when I started to choose in the energy of showing up in my life and showing up in the world. And then that presented itself for me to to pick and to eat and to enjoy. So, you know, I challenge you guys to pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth and the things that we're saying and the... Um, you know, the, these casual sayings that we say as part of conversation that maybe sometimes are just, you know, ways of filling awkward moments or ways of making people feel better. Hey, like that's life. But I challenge you to question them. Are they true? And remember this tool. Your point of view creates your reality. What is your point of view? And what point of view can you choose to create your reality. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Messy Adventures in Living. Please join me again next week, Petrina Fava, on Messy Adventures in Living. How much fun can you have? Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Petrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on a2zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.